podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The Spurs show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Hello everyone, welcome to another Spurs show. This is our special festive Spurs show where we look at our festive programme. We've got four games stretching over uh, post-Christmas and into the early New Year and we thought it would be a good idea to preview them here. We've all got, um, you know those paper hats you get out of crackers, we're all wearing them (laughs) and we're all half cut (laughs) and we've had loads of like cheese and turkey and that. Um, Joining me in this state, Adam Powley. How are you Adam? I'm very well, thank you, Theo. Welcome back. Thank you. Been a while. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Darren, Darren's here. Darren Burney, how are you? Very well, thank you. Now, Darren, it's worth actually pointing out that you were an associate director of Tottenham Hotspur. In fact, the only reason you're not is they don't have them anymore now, right? Correct, yeah. But you also played a big part in, before we get onto the games, you played a big part in basically the, the stadium because you, you, you were in charge of or you played a big role in, in acquiring the land that was necessary for the building of the stadium. Is that right? Um, I don't know if it was a big part, but I, I did some land assembly for the last um, last property interest that we needed to formulate the big site. Yeah, right. So when the when the so you you'll you'll probably be in the up. Uh, so your, your your name is right there in the history of Tottenham Hotspur because I mean uh, you know when we did that finale show we talked about the history of White Lane. One day they'll do the history of this ground, hmm. and you'll be there, mate. Your name will be there. It may, maybe it should be etched on one of the walls. No, there's a fault. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah. I know you've been everywhere. We spoke last time you came on the show, which was last week's show. We, talk, we <coughs> talked about your first ever game in 1976. I know you're also in, in Barcelona. So I know that you, like Adam, you're an authority. So we've got four games to talk about here. We, we rarely talk about four games in one show, but it's the packed uh, Christmas season. And... Um, they're coming thick and fast, but of course that's true for every club, so we're not at any particular disadvantage there. Boxing Day, we've got the Cherries, Bournemouth, at home, mm-hmm. at Wembley, I should say. If they, if Bournemouth are a funny curate's egg of a team because they look like a good team with a good manager. Um, they started the season well, but they've been on a slightly dodgy run, haven't they? I wonder if we think they can give us any problems. Um, I think he called it dead right, curate's egg of a team. They're mm. consistently inconsistent. Mm. Try saying that. Mm. Um, Especially when we're as drunk as we are. Indeed, yeah. <laughs> uh, it depends which one turns up. Yeah. Um, you get a good start against Bournemouth, uh, then I think you, you're on to a, to a good one. Mm. Um, they're a decent side. They're really well managed. They've got some mm. really decent players. Um, but we should have enough about us, I think, not to uh, to overcome them. Yeah, I mean, their star striker, Callum Wilson, I think will still be out injured, which is a bit of a bonus for us. They've still got that Josh King. There aren't many teams actually in there, outside the big, the big, big teams, that have got two good forwards as good as that. Mm. Uh, King scores goals, Callum Wilson scores goals, and is now playing for England, isn't he? But, I mean, we we're hoping he'll be out. The thing about them, I noticed when we played them in the past, they're quite a physical side, Bournemouth. I mean, they could they could give us a bit of could give us a bit of a kicking. They can be, but I think we're we're sort of made of slightly sterner stuff than these we used days. to be. Yeah, uh, physically we're pretty strong. I think uh, Sissoko's been big yeah. factor in that, like, yeah. as uh, as well as his um, uh, barnstormer performances that he's been turning in. He's he physically it's a big physical presence. He's a it? good old specimen. Yeah, like, yeah, full of running and he's powerful and he's intimidating as well. So yeah. 
I think we'll be all right in that regard. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I think we're quite looking forward to this as a Boxing Day fixture. Yeah. It's probably the ones you'd, you'd decide to choose if you... And um, no, I, th- I think we are quite a physical team in our own right now. It's a very strong midfield. I don't think Bournemouth relish coming on Boxing Day to Wembley to play us. Mm. Do you think there's a case during these games, because it so rarely happens, uh, a case for resting Harry Kane? Because he never gets rested, does he? Or we were yeah. talking in the last show about how the midfield, the creative department, they seem to rotate. But Harry, he, he, rested, he was rested for one game recently. What was it? Was it Southampton, actually, wasn't yeah. it? Southampton game. Or Home half game. a game, doesn't he? He, has a he bit still of a comes break. on. Yeah, he still came on the last 20 minutes. Maybe it's another one of those. It's a, a weird one because when, to my very untutored eye, when you look at him and you think, he needs a break. Mm. He looks really tired, especially when he's up against teams that, that bottle him up. And I thought, you know, against... Um, uh, Burnley the other day, like he, he he looked like he was a little bit leggy, but everyone from the club says like the, the opposite, and mm. Kane himself says that what he needs is a long run of games to be playing consistently, mm. um, you know, right at, at peak level for him to function. So look, I'll take it on trust that what they know is is uh, far more. Um, uh, detailed and and uh, yeah. applicable than I'll ever know. Mm-hmm. So uh, as, if they're happy with him, still picking him, starting him for every game, it's fine by me. I think Harry's quite an influ- influential player that would want to play. Mm. Psychologically, you, you know, the other team um, knowing Harry Kane's, you know, on the sheets on the team sheet um, affects their tactics, and they're not going to like that. Um, I, I think Harry Kane wants to play every game. Mm. I, I know he had a rest the other day, uh, probably the right decision. Um, but he's he's starting to look fresh again and scoring lots of goals. I don't think he needs a rest. Players often say as well that they they in some ways they like these congested periods because it means they train less. So it's like they're getting their fitness from the games, mm. and they always rather play than train. Training's a bit more like a drudgery sort of mm. everyday sort of thing, whereas games can be more exciting, especially if you're winning, obviously, if you're losing. I mean, I, I can't remember what it's like to lose regularly. It's been a long time, but <laughs> I think players then probably dread games because it's... But when you're a good team and you're winning more often than not, I think they prefer to play than train. So maybe there's a, there's a part, part of that for Harry as well, possibly. I don't know. I think it's part of the, the Pochettino cycle as well for the team in general. Uh, this time of year, kind of like tend to sort of like get in the groove, um, yeah. like uh, physical wise and, yeah. and result wise as well. The, the best thing about this season is that 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 so called blip that we had beforehand didn't really materialise. Like we maintained results, so that's Absolutely. why that's why we've made that best start. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, like you say, this time of year is normally we really kick in, get results, but we're making up ground. We haven't we haven't got that much ground. We're already firmly into that. The, the top four normally yeah. we have to get into the top four this time of year and then we tend to stay in it we're already in it aren't we exactly which well, is great and now six six teams chasing has become five yeah this could be with the number of games this could be quite a defining period yeah and uh, I would think that every game now for Spurs is a cup final they won't want to be losing ground to the top two yeah uh, they want to be making up the ground yeah because sure. I think I can't remember the details but I'm pretty sure that Liverpool and City have got big teams to play in the next month or so and we haven't Basically, so so the the opportunity is there for just to close close that little gap, that five six point gap, and actually really get involved, you know, in the um, in the shake up up the top there. We've got after Bournemouth, we've got another home game, which is very very nice, comfortable sort of, uh, which is Wolves. 
Now, Wolves, again, Wolves have been very strange. It's been like they had, uh, they started incredibly well. Then they went through a terrible period where you started thinking they're going to sack the manager here. And now they've won three on the bounce. It's a very, very strange sort of zigzag season they've had. They look like they've got a bunch of good players and they play some good football. But again, if we're at home to Wolves, on, uh, it's on the 29th, it's Saturday the 29th, you would fancy Tottenham Hotspur, wouldn't you, in that game? You would. It all depends how we start these games, like with the mentality of, uh, you know, the result isn't a gimme. Like we've got to be no. right on it from the start, which, again, is something that, that Pochettino's been banging on about. Um, so with with Wolves, yeah, exactly what you say. I think they've played some nice football this season, but they're, they're inconsistent and really us at home, um, albeit at Wembley, uh, in the kind of form that we're in, that we, we should be thinking about getting three points from that one. Mm. It was a funny away game at Wolves because it was where <coughs> we went, <coughs> excuse me, we went three nil up and then um, let in two goals, didn't we? Both penalties given away by young Foyth. Mm. I think it was his first Premier League start yeah. and um, it actually became quite a, Tense ending. Was that the last Spursy game? Yeah. I think it was the last time we were Spursy, <laughs> yeah. You're right. But still won, so, you know. But we still won. We hung on, yeah. yeah. We hung yeah. on. And, but, um, but this is the mentality of the team now. And, you, you know, a football game lasts 90 minutes. And mm. Spurs, we don't seem to panic anymore, even mm. if we get off to a slow start. It's like the players believe in themselves now. And, again, going back to the Barcelona game, Yes, they went behind, but they just carried on with the job. And yeah. second half um, was incredible. And it, it shows as every game goes by now, it, it really, you know, you can see a different Tottenham. You can see an improvement. And as I said, this this is a period where a lot of games come fast. And a few wins now could put you right in there, mm. especially with the other teams having some tough games coming up. Of course, after Wolves... I mean, we'll talk about the, the subsequent games, but one, one big event that's coming, which isn't a game, is the transfer window. So just a matter of two days after that Wolves game, two or three days after that, the transfer window opens. Now, there was a ma- obviously, famously, the, the only Premier League club to ever not sign a player in a transfer window was Tottenham Hotspur in the summer. Could they possibly go to transfer window, really, really create history and go to full transfer windows without signing a player? Because right now... You're not hearing much in the way of rumours about signing players or anything, are you? I mean, do you think they could maybe go again without signing anyone? I think they can do. Um, Pochettino was clear that he would only sign players that improves the team. Mm. And the people that Spurs were looking at last season, or the in the in the transfer window, uh, one particular player, for, he's a good player from Aston Villa, yeah. but, but again... Um, maybe an understudy to Ericsson. I don't think he would have come in certainly in the first or second season and really challenged Ericsson for his position. Mm. January, so, sometimes there's just not the opportunity to improve your team. Players are there or are on sale because they've fallen out with the club. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say Spurs are against buying anybody. I, I just think it's it's a window and if there's an opportunity to strengthen, then I think Poch will take that opportunity. I, th- yeah. I think he has the backing of... Our chairman, um, I don't think finance is really an issue. It's just whether that player comes in, strengthens the team and um, and can work with his teammates. Mm. I think I'm, think I'm right in saying that um, during Pochettino's time at Tottenham, we've only bought two players in the January window. Right, and one um, was Lucas Moura, wasn't one it? One was Lucas Moura and the other one, um, I can't remember now no. off the top of my head. Um, but I think that shows that 
you know, there's a reluctance perhaps like to, to yeah. buy players just for the sake of it. Yeah, and which that is good. certainly applies like to the, the January window. I think what Darren, what you say, like it's a it's a different market, it's a different time, different kinds of players are available. Yeah. So it's it's gonna have to be something uh, pretty special um, or just opportune. I mean, Lucas Moura was just a great opportunity, wasn't he? Because he was a top player who wasn't getting in the team. He was, he'd always been highly rated. He was a real big name player. But because he, they weren't picking him at all, all of a sudden, they picked him the previous two seasons. He'd done very well. Yeah. He, he, was, he was available for a knockdown price, wasn't he? It he, seemed like a good deal, didn't yeah. it? I think he was a, it's a great player, Lucas Moura. I think when he came from PSG... Hmm. He was playing a PSG, a different style. He's more an individual player. Yeah. And I think what it, it took time for him yeah. to integrate absolutely. into the way we play. Yeah, he wasn't. He, he didn't hit the ground running at a, all, did Absolutely. He? He's a class player who now yeah. plays in the, a team. Yeah, the way And that's why he didn't walk straight into the team, yeah. first of all. But we're, you know, we have signed a world-class player. Yeah, and, yeah. and what we paid for him is good value in this market. Mm. Oh, I totally agree, yeah. I think the other one, actually, like, comes to mind, I think, was um, Deli Ali. Yeah, that was the other um, player. That was yeah, saying, but, didn't we send, but we sent him back. But then he was sent straight yeah. back on loan. Yeah. But in a way, sort of similar thing. It's kind of like bought, but not ready to go straight into the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, Pochettino take the opportunity, basically. Yeah, yeah absolutely. He, he likes to integrate players. Yeah. Um, so even if someone is signed in January, you don't expect them to be to make him to come team. straight in the team. Yeah. yeah. And again, there's a fitness issue. I think with Deli Ali when he signed, he'd come from Milton Keynes and. There is a difference in fitness levels between the Premiership, and mm. um, mm-hmm. it would have been too soon to rush rush him through. But mm-hmm. um, of course, when he broke into the team, he was sensational. That was it. Mm. He was in forever. Yeah. Mm. Well, uh, we're just going to take a quick break before we talk about the subsequent two games. The Spurs show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. And we are back in the room. Now, before we talk about Cardiff and Tranmere, I should uh, should remind you that we have a couple of our monthly live shows coming up, of course. We've got Terry Naylor uh, on Jan 29th, is it? Yeah. And then we've got, uh, and then we, I think we've got Peter Taylor after that. That's what we were due to have Peter Taylor, so hopefully we have. And then you can get into those live shows, those monthly live shows, by buying a season ticket at season.spurshow.net. You pay just £10 a month and you get two tickets for each monthly event. And they are really great. We all just get together in this great little bar underneath the Albany in Great Portland Street. And it's, it's great because you, you feel like you're meeting the guys, the legends, and we all have a, we all have a good night. Um, I should also remind you that there's extra Spurs show content available. If you go to uh, patreon.com slash Spurs show, you can find daily news bulletins from Mike Lee, where he trawls all the news sources and brings it to you from a Spurs perspective, all Spurs relevant news. That's brilliant and invaluable. He also does match reports, by the way, after the matches. There's also other content coming up from Spurs show regulars like Adam Powley, who's sitting here right now. Uh, Martin Cloak, Brian Leveson, uh, Simon Lipson, Pete Hayne, Judy Welch, Rob White, uh, Chris Cowlin, and many, many others. Uh, there's an interview with Mike Varney available already. There's also a documentary on Vivian Woodward, etc., etc. We call it Spurs Flicks. I think that's what we call it. And uh, it's really worth getting involved with. We like it a lot. And finally, this season, again, as you know, we've teamed up with Labbrooks. And if you go to bet.spurshow.net, you get a free £20 bet on us. So there you go. So, next game in our list is Cardiff away. Cardiff, now they are a physical side. Mm-hmm. 
Excuse me. <laughs> oh, dear. I mean, I've come Wash over. I'm almost out. allergic yeah. to Cardiff. That's how bad they are. They bring me out in hives. <laughs> but they can be quite effective. And in fact, they were probably never more effective than in the game at Wembley. Do you remember? They actually gave us a really good game. Mm. Not that they're a great football team. I wouldn't even claim that themselves. But they really did make it difficult for Spurs. And I wonder if... They'll certainly fancy a game against a big team and their on their little ground, and the old locals will be up for it and everything. We've that'll be one of those ones you've really got to keep your eye on the ball, I think, to to get through that one. Um, old Warnock is a grizzled old <laughs> war horse, isn't he? To use a polite word. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, could you see us struggling at a place like? Uh, it's not Ninian Park anymore. I don't even know what it's called now. It's not. No, um, but still. Pretty intimidating atmosphere, yeah, nonetheless. Absolutely. Um, they'll be right up for it. They'll be yeah. physical. They'll be right in our faces. They'll have Walnut screaming from the sidelines yeah. and bending the ear of the fourth official yeah. and trying every trick in the book to get whatever kind of advantages they've got. Mm-hmm. Um, we should be too good for them. And and again, like the this is a different Spurs side now where you don't think you don't go into a game against this kind of opposition thinking that we might be intimidated or we might be cowed um, there is enough about us whereby we can withstand anything that they can throw at, throw at us initially mm. and then and then outplay them quality should should out eventually mm. have you ever been to Cardiff away Darren? I have I have, have you? I haven't actually been to this ground I've been to the old, the old one um, the old one many lovely, times lovely place watch the riots during the games <laughs> and after um, yeah, it's Cardiff is an intimidating place, but as I said, we've got a quality about us now to uh, withstand um, if they come at us from the start. Over the ninety minutes, I, I, I can't see us losing this game. Um, I think Cardiff would really have to be on the top of their game to produce a result, um, and I think we will be comfortable winners in the end. Good, well, that's very reassuring. It's confident, yeah. Because of course, after that. We've, we've really skipped past that one. I like that. because. But after that, we've got... Uh, it's the romance of the cup. We've got Tranmere away on a Friday night. And a lot of the supporters, first of all, we should say, a lot of the supporters are up in arms about this. Mm. Now, Adam, of course, you and I were very close to the supporters trust. Your, your, your um, partner in crime, Martin Cloak, is... I think he is, I'm right in saying, the joint president of these... Co-chair. Co-chair, Co-chair that's yeah, it. yeah. And I know they've had words to say about it. It's not Tottenham's fault, of course. It's a TV thing. It's the FA and the TV people. But to go, I think, what is it, like the first or the... It's a very early... Friday the 4th. Friday the 4th. So all of the Spurs fans have got to get on, somehow get to Merseyside on a freezing cold Friday night for a 7.45 kickoff for the TV or 8 o'clock kickoff for the TV people Mm. in a a ramshackle windy ground to watch us... And watch and basically be there while the whole nation, apart from a small section of North London, <laughs> wills Tranmere Rovers on. <laughs> but it's a shame for the fans in a way, isn't it? But you can see why how it, these things. That someone's got to play the Friday night game, right? Well, I guess it's it's you know who who pays the piper. If I'm getting yeah my, my, uh, yeah yeah exactly. phrases mixed up completely. It's TV dictating, yeah. and uh, they're going to get what they want. Um, there's something a little bit traditional because Tranmere used to play a lot of games Fridays, on a yeah. Friday night, like to avoid mm-hmm. clashes yeah, like Liverpool with games, Liverpool yeah. and Everton. But but all that said, I mean, look, that's a real that's a kick in the teeth for Spurs fans who mm. have been incredibly loyal, mm. incredibly loyal during the whole period at Wembley. Um, effectively, there's a feeling that when you go to Wembley, you're still going to an away ground. Yeah. Uh, so the the amount of uh, mileage and, and inconvenience that Spurs fans have been put to. 
um, just shows like the supporters in a really, really good light that the, mm. the fact that they've stuck with the club and turned out on big numbers, and they will do again for this one. Yeah, but I guess in a way that's that's part of the problem. Yeah, mm. it's. I mean, it's a, it's a hard journey up there on a Friday afternoon. Yeah. Um, Probably just as bad. Uh, if I recall, we were playing Rochdale, wasn't it? The four o'clock kickoff on the Sunday. Yeah. Mm. So again, e- equally a bad journey coming back to London yeah. on a Sunday mm. night. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, it's it's not an ideal one, but that's the FA Cup. The TV yeah. um, companies dictate, and they want to pack in as many good games for for the draw. Um, personally, I'm, I will be at Brenton Park. Really. Oh, yeah. absolutely! It's Love it. Do you go? Do you always go home and away? Uh, unless I'm abroad, yeah, every game, Love friendlies, it. the lot. Um, I've never been to Prenton Park, um, so it's another one to tick off my list. I, I think I'm in the seventies in the ninety-two ground now. So, uh, <laughs> wow, I was quite excited with that draw. Yeah, but that's um, yeah. I, I think again, can't see Spurs playing their full team, um, but it's the romance of the FA Cup, and it's you know, it'll be a great game. The things you remember about Tranmere when you're a geeky kid, as I'm sure we all were, looking through all the Rothmans yearbooks and all that, and all the history books and all that. You remember the Friday night thing, which was completely unique, and they did it, as you say, because they were from Merseyside, and either Liverpool or Everton would be at home on a Saturday. No one played on a Sunday in those days, no, so no. so you, they always, nearly always played Friday night home games. But they also um, they were one of only, I think, four teams. Let, let me let's think who played the same kit as us. So Preston, Bolton, and then. I think maybe Berry as well, actually. White shirts, navy shorts. Good shout, yeah. And I think we're going to talk about this in a, in a future show, by the way, because we're going to be talking about, definitely listen to this one about the Spurs shirt, but which Darren's very much involved, and Adam are both very much involved in. Is it right, do you think, that those um, clubs played in that kit because Preston invented that kit, if you like, and they were the best team? They won the double straight off, or is that just... A load of bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> that was always my thinking. <coughs> well, I, I think... Well, I'm not sure B. why. Not, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I might let Simon answer that one later. Okay, on. in a future show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's another thing I always remember about Tramia. The other, And then in terms of players, it's all about John Aldridge, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. He seemed to be forever associated with Tramia. I know he played for Liverpool for a few seasons, but for some reason it was just... Um, uh, he forever identified with them. So yeah, he started yeah. there and finished there, didn't he? I think. I think, I think so. he was manager there. For he a was bit, manager he? there yeah. as well. Yeah, I'm not sure yeah. how well that went. Yeah. I'm just trying to. They're in League Two. Is that right? Yeah. 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 So I'm just reading here. I've got it in front of me. So they're 135th season of existence. That's a that's a that's an old club mm-hmm. by any standards. Mm-hmm. And their first back and it's their first back in EFL League Two following promotion. So they were out of the league for quite a while, I think. Um, but if they're in League Two. Yeah, you'd... I mean, when was the last time we came unstuck against a minnow? Should be, all right. Rochdale? Rochdale, yeah, nearly. Yeah, but they got... Yeah, very nearly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The replay was like a pantomime, wasn't it? Do you remember the replay of all that VAR stuff going on there? Yeah, Yeah, I think on one of the uh, waiting for a decision took about three or four minutes. We think we're still waiting for it, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Okay, so we... But we feel confident about that. Now, what I'm going to ask you to do now, lads, because we're coming to the end of this show. Now, this is going to take some concentration, this, because as I say, it's very rare to preview four games in one show. So, what I'm going to ask you is we're all going to have to do predictions for each of these forthcoming games, okay? Mm-hmm. We're going to start with Bournemouth. I'm going to start just to kick, kick things off. I'm going to say 1 0. Um, yeah, I'll go for home win 2 1. 2 0. Okay. Then we go to Wolves at home. I'm going to say. 
Three one. I think that could be a good game. I'll go for three uh, nil for that one. Three <coughs> one. Okay. Then we're talking Cardiff away, the Battle of Cardiff. I'm going to say one two late winner. Two up for us. I mean. Yes, I'll, I'll go for the, this. Is getting really bad. I'm predicting a win for every game, but yeah, two-one, yeah, two-one yeah. two, win, two-nil, two-nil two win. How confident are we? Imagine <laughs> if we were doing this show ten years ago. This would have been the complete opposite. <laughs> and then Tranmere away. I think we'll win that two-nil. It won't be pretty, but we'll win it two-nil. Um, narrow win, one-nil. I'm going to go two-nil. Okay. So that's it. There you go, listeners. You have got every festive fixture fully predicted there. Um, and we've won the lot unanimously. <laughs> unanimously, we've won the lot. Already cracking There's open the champagne. Of, yeah. Plenty of egg uh, could end up on our faces. We'll see. But um, thanks, Adam. Thanks, Darren. That is our festive prediction special wrapped up. And uh, by the way, I mentioned that Spurs shirt show about the brilliant new book the Spurs show keep an eye out for that because we'll be recording that and uh, apart from that enjoy the festivities and we'll see you in the new year goodbye everybody come on you Spurs The Spurs Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net. Sports Social Podcast Network.